Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, but should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Before we get to our guests, we'd like to thank those of you who are supporting our podcast by making a one-time donation or a monthly donation, which you can do for as little as $5 a month. That helps to keep us running. You can find out how to do that on our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. And we thank you for your support. And one other thing, we'd like listeners to know that you can help us spread the word about the amazing benefits of cannabis just by sharing the podcast, writing a review, or rating us. We're very appreciative of everyone who has done that already. We thank you. Now, we have an amazing story for you today. It's the story of a little girl who developed acute myeloid leukemia, which is a cancer of the bone marrow and blood that progresses rapidly if not treated. If that wasn't bad enough, a number of months later, she contracted a rare fungal infection that spread to her brain and left her completely blind. Joining us today from the UK is Luna and her daughter, River, who don't want us to use the last name, so we're not going to. Luna, more than three years ago when we did our last interview with you, I asked you how you were coping with what your daughter has gone through. And at the time, you mentioned how difficult it was and you tried not to think about it too much. Given what River has been through over the years and the amazing progress she has made, how are you coping today? Thankfully, I'm happy to say much, much better. I can't actually believe it's been three years since we last spoke. Wow. Yeah, there's a a lot more positive things going on now and River's planning for a future. So yeah, it's a much happier time. And how old is River today? She's 16. 16 and happy and healthy. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Now, for those who didn't hear our first interview, how old was River when she was first diagnosed and what were some of her symptoms that uh, she was experiencing? Um, She was 12 at the time and the month before she was diagnosed, she got a lot of headaches, which were unusual. She ended up with some bruises, which were quite widespread. She had a very puffy face. Puffy. No, no, that came later, darling. Her eyelids were very puffy. She got very pale. She was very tired. It was very, very rapid. It was a very rapid change from her usual happy self. River, do you remember that? Vaguely. A lot of it is a big blur, but I do remember... The fatigue and just not feeling, remembering a lot and all, it was not a good space. Yeah, understandable. Now, Luna, tell us about the day the doctor told you that your daughter had acute myeloid leukemia. It was an incredibly fast, blurry, horrible day. We'd been back to the GP a couple of times that fortnight before because I knew there was a problem. They tried to fob us off and send her home with a bit of ibuprofen. I'd gone back and then finally demanded a blood test within that two weeks. And literally the day that they gave us the blood test, they rang me about two hours later and said we had to literally just down tools and go to the hospital. And we did. And we got there. And within the hour of us being there, they just took us into a side room and told us there's literally no words. It was just... 
it was just the most devastating situation, wasn't it? I do have to say, I in some time, I sort of remember a little bit of that day is I remember mum saying something of coming into the hospital. After that, I just remember going in, having an anaesthetic or something, and I don't remember anything after that. Then, that, that was a couple of days afterwards. You actually got tucked into a side room and fed jam sandwiches, strangely enough. That, yeah, while we were being given the news. Thank God for jam sandwiches. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so then through a course of, did she went through chemotherapy, did she, River? Literally, she was diagnosed on the 11th of January in 2019 and the chemo started, I think it was literally within five days. She was hospitalized, she was monitored, she was MRI'd, she had all the sort of prep scans and things done, a lot of blood's taken and then they literally, we, we, we the first stint we were in for six weeks and they did start chemo, which was, it was pretty fast and rapid. But I have to say it did put her into remission within... Just, I think it was probably about three or four weeks. It was a very fast, insane moment, yeah. uh, what happened. And she didn't complete the course, thankfully. She never had quite as much as she was supposed to. So that we were thankful for. So where did, well, two questions right now. River, did you understand how serious it was? What, what were you thinking as a 12-year-old when you're going through that? Well, I remember getting told and from being told I just remember sitting there them telling me and I had no words. I just went blank. And then I just remember completely bursting into tears. But it, it that was mainly the it. But really a lot of it, mum remembers more than I do because the amount of serious things that it went through, I was basically just sleep. You, you kind of handed it to me, didn't you? Yeah. You just said, you do what you need to do for me. That's what you did. I remember yeah. she sort of, she didn't want to know. I think it was just a bit too much and there was too much to take in. Especially, you know? I think as well from where I've been from all the way up to my life before that happened, I always have been a person to think about where I want to be in my life and my future. And I think that sort of gave me a thing of like, there might be a thought of not having that anymore and um, not having those dreams. And that's that sort of, I did not want to think about that. I thought it would probably make it worse. So I didn't, I like, I wanted my mum to get everything. You kind of put me. me in charge, yeah. didn't you? You were happy to hand that over. So, but yeah, she stayed chipper though. Honestly, she laughed and she, and in what I think once you got your head around it, it only took you a couple of days. It was crazy. And you were I remember smiling yeah. and you were taking it like a champ. She really did. The one thing that I do have to say and is I think everyone needs to take a bit of advice from that is from the thing that I've had through anyone. And no matter how bad it can be, you really just need to, keep a smile on your face and a bit of more of a positive mindset. Otherwise, everything goes to hell, honestly. Yeah. Luna, I remember when you came to me, River was pretty damn sick. Oh, uh, yes. Very, yes. very ill. Now, she, she had contracted that bacterial infection of the brain. How did, it, how did she get that? So her immune system had been completely knocked out and she'd finished a chemo. And it was in sort of, she was in a recovery mode and we thought we were through it. We thought that was it. We thought, okay, you know, we're just yeah. going to wait for everything to come back up. We came home, we were home and we were having, we, we threw a little, a little gathering, you know, a little celebratory gathering yeah. in the garden just to make, you know, cheer everybody up a little bit. And we had some friends over and her little boy 
was playing with sticks in the garden. They were playing, playing Harry, Harry Potter, Potter, weren't you? Yeah. And he accidentally caught River on the wrist, uh, strangely enough. A few days later, this like weird little sort of circular lesion turned up. On, uh, in the same spot and it, it sort of got worse it got more red and it you know it was it was quite noticeable it was itchy and it was itchy wasn't it and then literally within sort of two weeks they started to appear all over her body so the fusarium it, it's in the air it's just everywhere you, you know it, it doesn't affect us in generally it's in everything but it got into her systemically and then I believe they gave her a lumbar puncture and I think that's the way it got into the cerebral fluid and that's how it spread to the brain. So, yeah, that was... Not fully knowing how it happened. As a result of that, River is blind. Yes, she got symptoms very much like meningitis. There was a lot of swelling and the optic nerves got squeezed, sadly, and yeah. she lost her sight pretty much over a couple of days. I, when we were in the hospital, I the light started really getting to me and I really could not deal with it so I had I put a blindfold on I had it for about a week and by the time I took it off I couldn't see anything it was pitch black and I thought it was just dark so I asked who turned out the lights because it was completely dark it took us a few minutes to realize and then yeah it clicked couldn't see what what was that like River what was that like for you in that moment when it clicked I can't actually give you any words to know how how much it was frightening and with what well, like I said earlier I've always been one to think about my future and the things that I wanted to do I didn't know how I was going to carry on my life or at all with it so I think in that moment it was quite a surreal moment because when she discovered she couldn't see anything she was literally going down to theatre for a, a routine procedure they were running some chemicals through the cerebral fluid to try and stop the bacterial infection getting any worse so she'd been having these sessions like I think it was like twice a week and she was literally going down she was prepped on the trolley ready for theatre to go and have this anaesthetic and be put under to have this this chemical put through and that was when she took the blindfold off so we were in a very bright lit theatre room and it was just the worst time to because obviously we all went into panic just before she went down for this thing so yeah there wasn't really any sort of Put your feet on the ground in that moment. Yeah. yeah. I remember now when you reached out to me, She was. Go- this is what she was going through. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but I remember that it was a pretty dire situation. Things didn't look optimistic. And she was in a crap load of over-the-top pain as well. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, that was horrendous. Yeah. A lot of the, I say treatments, <laughs> a lot of the stuff that they used to try and kill the fungal infection, it literally was bleach. And they were literally pumping it through a spinal fluid and around the brain. And it was agonizing. And it literally caused nerve damage, nerve pain. It destroyed so much of her. It was just, the amount of it was pain, a torturous situation. The amount of pain I was in, I was ready for it to just end. You, Yeah, I do remember you saying that quite a few. It was awful. Yeah, it was. It, I just had enough of actually having to live with that. It was... I did want it to end at that point. It It just went on and on, didn't it? Yeah, it felt like it would never stop, so. Wow, I can't imagine having to endure that. Yeah. Was it at this point that we got you pointed in the right direction and you began doing the oil? Is that when it all happened? I'm a little blurry because it's three years now. 
it was literally the back end of that scenario. Things were not getting any better. And there were so many things I wanted to try. But obviously, because River was a minor, classed as a minor at that time, I had to be really careful because we'd already discussed this, the things that we would like to try with the consultants at the hospital. And they were like, well, you know, the social services could have stepped in if yeah. we'd have taken her to, to do anything else. So it was a very, very precarious situation for us. And this is why we left it, things so long. Because obviously I just had a new, new baby as well. So that was terrifying because yeah. that could have had a knock-on effect to the rest of the family. So yeah, they were discussing potential palliative care at the end of this horrible scenario. And at that point, when that was mentioned, it was like, right, okay, now I get free reign. This, this is my time now. You, you, you're going to hand her back to me. You can't do any more. You have to let me get in there and do what we can. That was when I did reach out to you, Corey. I think, I think I'd already spoken to you when we had yeah. a bit of an idea. Yeah. And then it was ready. It was like, no, this is, this, we need to do this now. Um, and bless you, you know, you were, you were there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So how long did it take before you noticed that the cannabis was working? Oh my goodness. So the first drop that I ever gave her was literally in the hospital and she was always literally curled up in a ball, absolutely curled up rigid in a ball. And I gave her this first drop. Me and her dad were stood there and we're like, right, we're going to do it. So we closed the curtain and we gave her this first drop. And literally within 20 minutes, she literally, she uncurled and she just lay straight. And it was the first time that we'd seen her just literally yeah. relax and it was literally from that first drop yeah. luna do you remember that when when i connected with you with the individual that provided you that she looked at you and she said i promise you two things your child will be happy and she will be pain-free yes yeah. they were words that oh my god i will never forget <laughs> yeah. yeah that was huge so you gave her that first dose and she uncurls and she's just lying there. So that must have perked you up a fair bit. It really did. Um, but then she started telling me she was seeing beautiful colours and gorgeous dragons. <laughs> and then the staff wandering around in the hospital going, oh my God, what's going on with River? I'm like, oh, I don't know. It must be those drugs you keep giving her. <laughs> and we were like, oh my God, where are we going to go with this? <laughs> so that was quite a funny moment. I was the first time I think any of us laughed. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not long after that it was literally a week or about a week and a half I think they literally asked me where we wanted her to be because they were convinced you know the fat lady was about to sing and we were like you know well she's coming home and I did say to them don't ask me that again she's just going to come home and we're going to do what we need to do and it literally it took three months it took three months that's all it took and she was recovering she had an MRI at that three-month point, and it literally was a miracle. Uh, they couldn't explain it. They just said, you know, it's it's dramatically reduced in size because it was literally wrapped around the brainstem. So there was no way of ever getting in there to to fix that. It was literally wrapped around the brainstem. So we were in the worst scenario ever. But yeah. uh, three months, yeah. Now, these are fungal lesions that were wrapped around the brainstem, right? Yes. Yeah, Ooh. very vi- virile, very... Yeah, active, spreading, awful. Mushrooms yeah. growing in my brain. Never thought I'd say that. I know. We used to laugh. I used to call her my little moldy bear, didn't I? My little bear's yeah. gone moldy. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> so happy I'm not moldy anymore. Yes, so I'm not. <laughs> Did the, those folks in the medical profession know what you were doing? 
Our immediate consultant did. She was amazing. I have to say she was in full support of what we were doing. It became, it was undeniable what the outcomes were that they were seeing within that three months. Um, it wasn't just the treatments we were doing. We literally took her off 18 different meds, six of those of which were incredibly strong painkillers that didn't touch the pain. Um, so we weaned her off literally 18 meds within that three months. And we brought in the oil, which was the predominant situation. We were mm-hmm. using it topically. We were using it rectally. We were using it orally. We were using it in every which way you could possibly do. We also do. did laser light therapy. We did. We also used bioresonance therapy. I learned about laser light therapy and we fundraised and, and miraculously we were helped to, to get one of those. We were doing a lot of that, a lot of massage. Yeah a lot of detoxing because she had a feeding tube in. So we utilized that in a way where we could just get really good stuff in there and yeah. And just, you know, get as much things in there as possible. It was absolutely, honestly amazing on where I could in that point, I started to feel like there was more hope for me where I felt like I was ready to just give up from that feeling. It was, uplifting knowing that there were there could be a second chance for me I, I really felt so happy we used the drops orally if she couldn't eat because it, it brought your appetite back didn't yeah it? i got the munchies and sometimes you just wanted to feel a little happy as well you know it put a yeah, smile on face. With that. so that was the wonderful thing so we were using the predominant amount rectally because obviously it goes straight to the brain and that was what i think was the best route but then, yeah, we would use, you know, a few drops here and there just if she just needed it, I you needed know, just to, to feel good. To, I'd have some if I just needed to feel happy. I've, I had some. It really helped me in both ways. I really couldn't ask for anything better. I mean, at that time, obviously, we have to remember she was literally, she couldn't even sit up. She was literally yeah. bedridden, weak crumbled little shell of what she was and she was just literally in this bed in our front room so it got my humor going again it did make you laugh it did it got my humor going yeah it was one of the best things i could have ever had i remember watching page luna and you'd be posting these videos of river and i and i'm looking at them i'm thinking you know i think she's getting a little better and I did, you know, it was like hoping against hope. And and then when she was able to kind of sit up a little bit, I remember her baking. Amazing to listeners <laughs> out there. Here's this little girl who is blind, who bakes. This girl makes cupcakes. Serious. <laughs> true story. Not amazing. And I remember seeing her doing that and feeling different where the little papers go in the cupcake things and thinking, holy crap. You know, please keep on going. And it's just incredible. If listeners could see her, it's amazing. It's absolutely Mm. I loved cataloging those little videos because it was just little steps. And I remember when she first started stirring the mixture and she'd get so tired and she couldn't, you know, she couldn't complete the whole task, but she started and then she could do a bit more and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. And the progression has been absolutely nothing short of a miracle. And I'm really happy now. I still struggle to look at those videos, but I'm still happy that they're there because I think they're so important. And the other, the thing that I still can't get over is that I've already, I'm now on my way to go into one of the best college for being blind. Yeah, let's really talk think. about where you're at now because it's pretty mind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm now I'm on the pathway of 
uh, getting funding for the Royal National Co- to go to the Royal National College for the Blind in, in Hereford. Hereford. So River started school at Maple School. It was a tiny little beautiful setting. Um, once her recovery had got to a point where she was up and out of bed and she she wanted to get on with her life again. Back you end know, twenty twenty one. That was twenty twenty one. It was the November of, and uh, I do remember the first day I took her to school. I wheeled her in in the wheelchair. She was doing like three mornings a week and, oh my God, she was exhausted. Those three mornings a week took it out of her. And then it just got a little bit better, didn't it? Go and on. then I got, I did end up getting this amazing one-to-one who I really, I have, she plays a big part in my recovery because I wouldn't be out of my wheelchair and where I am now if it wasn't for her because... She she got me out of my wheelchair doing dancing and making it fun and after that I I just ditched it and I've started doing wheel um doing school full time and yeah working my way up to everything and she's got to the point now she's sort of outgrown what they can offer her um academically and and otherwise so yeah we had a bit of an interview about you know looking for a new post 16 setting for her and uh, we discovered this amazing college it's the most prestigious vi college in the whole of the uk royal national college of the blind in hereford so we went down we had a tour we spoke to people we did a load of pre-assessments didn't you and she got an offer within 48 hours she was offered a place which normally takes about two weeks to get a place there um, if you are accepting she got hers in 48 hours so you're really excited aren't you yeah and it's residential so I mean she's Mm. well enough now she knows she's well enough I'm confident that she's well enough to actually go and do this there the the other thing is that they have a 24 hour medical crew on their site as well so if I do need anything but it is just amazing on how I'm already thinking about this and I'm on my way now so you could be there as early as January if all goes according to I th- plan. I think the thing that really got the the people at college saying that they wanted me there, though, is because I said that if they do accept me, they'll get cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, when you go to when you go to college, you're on your own. How do you feel about that? Well, ever I said this ever since I was younger, I I thrived on being independent. I've always loved the thought of being able to do things for myself especially like learning them and I I mean I used to make my own money by selling cakes and stuff so being able to go to RNC and learn all my independence so I'll I really want to get to a point where I can come home and I can just tell my mom to sit her butt down and I can help her (laughs) help her pay her a bit more that then she's she's done so much for me I'll be able to tribute a bit more it'll be so nice to be able to do that and also with rnc they've already getting me a um they've lined me up a business course level one and work experience at a local cafe there so i think out of the thought of it i'm terrified it's not going to hit me until i actually get there but i think i'm very social so i think i'll be able to make friends and get comfort there but I'm going to be terrified. I'm, oh, well, it's, it's understandable that you'd be terrified, but just remember you've gone through the something worse than most people ever experience. Worse than death, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to be amazing. You're amazing. I'm, and I'm really emotional for this. I keep crying. So that's your fault. But oh, we yeah, love you, Corey. 
you'll be fine. Certainly being terrified is, is a normal feeling, but you're going to knock the socks off of them. <laughs> truly are. Now, are, are you going to uh, consume cannabis when you're at school? We are definitely wanting to continue. Um, yeah. We need to find a way that River can self-medicate, maybe in a capsule form. Yeah. Uh, this is something that I do actually want to discuss and see if that's something that, you know, we can figure that out I genuinely point. don't feel very confident giving myself my oil because <laughs> if I accidentally give myself too much and I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't come in, I'm stoned. Uh, it's not going to be good, is it? No. So no, we need some sort of control situation where yeah. we can just stick it in a little capsule bottle, and it just looks like you know something else. <laughs> Let's see. What, yeah, we'll put heads together. Yeah, I think it's important to stay on a maintenance dose. I think that's yeah. a sensible I, thing. I want to make sure that I am sorted, and nothing's going to come up. Even though I, I know there's not much chance in that happening, but. Better be safe than sorry because sorry. I don't want to go through hell again. No. Yeah. So, River, what's your goal? Where would you – you say now you're off to college. That's a pretty big goal. Where do you see yourself eventually? What would you like to be doing? Well, I really can – I've always had this dream since I was four. My dream ever, it's been – it's a low kind of small dream, but I've always just wanted to be able to get to a point where I can meet somebody I can have a family because I, I want a family because I know my mom's going to be the best grandma <laughs> I want to be able to have my own little I want to be able to open my own cafe and I just want to be in a little nice woody woodland little place just living my life and being happy that's what I want honestly I don't think you can have as mu much as you can ha be as wealthy and as have as everything that you want in your life it's not all everything's going to make you happy I know what I need and I just need my family and a few things and that's all I really need and that's all I want and that's what I can see myself having in the future is my own little be just opening my own little cafe in a nice little woody area with my family around me that's all I want God you know River you're smarter than 99% of the 16 year olds out there thank yes. you mm -hmm. She is. Yeah. What uh, what what are you going to name your cafe? Mystical Munches. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your mum gets free food constantly. Yes. <laughs> I tell you what though, as well, with my bacon, I do make some good edibles. <laughs> <laughs> she is skilled at the ways of brownies. I make some good brownies. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so funny. It's true, though. No, that's actually very, very good. Do you, do you prefer the capsule or the edible? Hmm, edibles, especially one they're made by me. River grew yeah. up with me being a herbalist, so it was just something that was just always around, and it was yeah. just a normal herb on the shelf like anything else. So. But the thing is, when we had them, <laughs> if we ever had them at a party or something, we would have to tell my friends, oh, no, these ones, these ones have alcohol in them. These ones are the good ones. <laughs> just, they're, they're the ones with the alcohol. Anyway, shh. <laughs> You're not allowed to see. That's all right. <laughs> Luna, it must be amazing for you to see your daughter now, to see how um, vivacious she is and how healthy she appears to be. 
and uh, about she's about to start life of her own. It must give you a very, very good feeling. Oh, Angel, I am ecstatic. I missed her so much when she was poorly, even though she was with me. I missed her being her and to have her back um, is just, there are no words. I am so happy as a family. We're, we're back together, you know, mm-hmm. the pieces all fit again. And to be planning River's future with her, yeah. oh my God, what a blessing. I'm, I'm thrilled. We all are. We're very, very With, thankful. Instead of anything else, you just added up something else onto my personality. Blind humour. Oh, blind humour, yeah. Really <laughs> embrace that one. Yeah. She's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of it. It's not me. It's the other people that don't see it coming. <laughs> well, do you know, if the cupcake business doesn't work out, you can be a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, so far, I've noticed this with when I've been at school, since I've been at school, a lot of people when they, because I've been the first blind student there, a lot of people didn't know how they were going to talk to me and how to say things around me. But sort of, I sort of did that myself because I, I was making all the blind humor in front of them. They just, they, they felt comfortable being around me and saying, saying any cited term because I told them to just shut up and say what they want. So it doesn't bother me. I don't like them changing their vocabulary. So I've, I, I just bring the blind humour in to make other people comfortable being around me. So it's You're very good at putting people at ease, yeah, aren't you, baby? Yeah. Yeah. You guys are remarkable, both of you. And you. Luna for taking care of your daughter River and River for recovering from uh, horrendous health issues. And uh, keep eating those edibles and taking those capsules. Bless you, Angel. Well, we're very thankful for the wonderful team and friendships that we've made and Corey. Love you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you Good so luck. much, guys. Thank you. Many blessings. Yeah. Before we go, I want to let our listeners know that you can help us spread the word about the amazing, often life-saving health benefits of cannabis just by sharing the podcast, writing a review, or rating us. We very much appreciate uh, the help of everyone who's done that already. And we really like the five-star ratings. We'd also like to thank those of you who support the show by making a one-time donation or a monthly donation on our Patreon page, which you can do for as little as $5 a month. It helps to keep us running. You'll find out how to do that on our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Thank you for your support. It means so much to us. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.